0: If she, bad, if she bad, and she sweet, uh-huh. then you should crown her. That's a true queen. Mm-hmm. If she make, she make you happy, and follow her dreams, yeah. then you should crown her. All right. A- right. Missing, we're back, we're back, we're back. We're saying we blood clod back. <laughs> me, me not easy. Take $20 and wipe me body. Ah, bullet. Shout out to Mike. Um <laughs> Mike, you need a nap. From <laughs> Dormtainment. <laughs> Dormtainment is one of my absolute favorite comedy groups. Them niggas Love is out hilarious. Out I used to have a crush, crush on Chaz who I think is now dating Issa Rae, so I'm going to let them make it because I like both of them. <laughs> no, nah, but Dorn Taming is dope as hell. Um, they're hilarious, and that that is a song from this, Mike is, like, I think, like Jamaican-American, and so he has this character called Lean and Leon, and Lean and Leon <laughs> is Jamaican. He got a back issue, so it caused him to lean. But like all his cool is trapped inside his lane. That's hilarious. Um, he's fucking awesome. So yeah, we're back. <laughs> In other words. <laughs> hey, y'all. And this is the True Queen podcast. And I'm Alicia. I'm Chazelle. And here we are again, Um, yet another week talking about some um, historical badasses. Yes, ma'am. Um, We are going to start this week with... uh, I see you, girls." I see you, girl. (laughs) Uh, There's a new documentary that is slated for release. Has it come out already? Yeah, I think it was released Friday. Okay. Um, So it has come out already, and um, it is called Step. Hey, what I did hey, not know, hey, hey, hey. I thought initially that this was a movie, like one of those Honey slash Stomp the Yard kind of situations. Ugh, but was so awful. I did a little more research. Stomp the Yard was not that bad. Uh, honey, honey was, was awful. awful. Um, so I did some research and realized this is actually a documentary. And that really touched me and um, my lovely host, co-host here also, because... We were both steppers in school and yep. it is really, really true that like step is an amazing outlet for loud ass black girls. Um Cosine. Shout I out to the Starlight Steppers. Step. I didn't I stepped in my middle school. We didn't have a special name or no shit like that. We was just stepping and I was like the youngest. I was like the sixth grade stepmaster. like unheard of because I was just that motherfucking loud. <laughs> Let's do this. Biggest mouth wins. Oh nigga, I'm in this game. <laughs> Man, automatic. I'm right. Like, yes. So, I can get on with this. I can, I can stomp I can my feet and all roll I need my is neck. Rhythm. Right. <laughs> and yell and oh, yes. Clap my hands. Uh, I'm in this. Oh, to yes. win it. <laughs> so I got this. This um documentary follows, I think it's over like There are almost two dozen girls, like 24 girls on a step team. Of course, we can't do a spotlight on each of those girls' lives. Um, This does do an intimate portrait of Blessing Geraldo, or Geraldo, I'm not sure how you pronounce her last name, Corey Granger, and Taylor Solomon. Those are the three main characters in the documentary, Um, and it is literally about a group of Baltimore girls. Um, just kinda trying to figure out what their next steps in life are gonna be, which is uh-huh. so interesting that See what it's you called did the next step. <laughs> <laughs> and clever. Yeah. So clever. So um, I think it's really cool that someone is, is in Fox Searchlight nonetheless has hmm. taken an interest in this aspect of black life, black culture. It's um this this spotlight this portrait of, you know, what happens to these girls who generally would not go to school, who generally would not have an educational experience after high school. Yeah. And so I think this is really dope. Um, I cannot wait to see it and I encourage each and every one of you to go and take a look at it too. And, you know, to the Amanda Lippitz, the filmmaker responsible, um, Blessing Geraldo, Corey Granger, and Taylor Solomon, and all the other girls um, in the film. We see you, we guys. see you, girl. We see you. what's yeah. up. <laughs> <Ew>, uh, <ew. laughs> <ew. So, laughs> we are going to move right along because this is an interesting one to me, anyway. Um, our true queen this week. It's none other than the historical The Dopest Fuck. <laughs> just another bad motherfucker who bars none. Who infades all, <laughs> oh, bitch, cause you could catch her hands. Uh, <laughs> no, that was that was Elizabeth Freeman was like, bitch. Elizabeth Freeman was like, You can get these hands. Only <laughs> was you like can Run my round. Don't start bitch. none, won't be none. <laughs> so our true queen this week is Oni Judge. Um, Oni Judge is a was a slave um, from around the same time period. Actually, she was born yeah. around the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Um, what is interesting about Oni Judge is that she was owned by one Martha Washington, mm-hmm. who, if I have to tell you who her husband was, go back you, to school. You need to. Yourself. Yeah, you. You started in the wrong place. This <laughs> Some shit way before this. You need to go figure out, like, go grab a kindergarten history book. Um, oh. I mean, I feel like my yeah, daughter, they do start you off early with George yeah, Washington. They talk about white people early on. The Washingtons and the Columbuses mm-hmm. starting kindergarten and shit. All that American pride. Building them kid's foundation on them lies and bullshit. We're going to get to George Washington's lies and bullshit in just a minute. Um, so this young lady was born to Betty and Andrew Judge. Here's what's interesting. Um, Only Judge's father was a white indentured servant from Leeds, England. Yeah. Her mother- um, Shout out to Leeds, where my brother used to live. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Um so her, you know, mother and father, of course, she was born during the revolution and, and uh she was owned by Martha Washington. Now Martha and George um owned quite a few slaves um in his tenure, I mean, before, during, and after his presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was so special about Oni was that um during her, well, her mother was a very, very celebrated seamstress. Right. She had an excellent needlework. She passed this on to her daughter. only was essentially, of course, she was a mulatto girl, so mm-hmm. she might not have been George Washington's baby mama or baby, but she was still light skinned. So she lived in the house and she did needlework. She worked very closely with Martha Washington. She was one and of Martha's favorites. Right, she was one of Martha's favorites, and in, in you know classic twisted white people brain, I love right. you so much. You're you're my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you to my grandma. I'm gonna treat you special. I'm gonna treat you like my favorite diamond ring. I'm and gonna pass, pass you, on you down to <laughs> my fucking like beep, oh. my anyway. and let's move on. So we're, we're gonna come back to that. So um George Washington, essentially, you know. It, the is that turn? No, that ain't turn of the century. Revolutionary America, the seat of power, the capital was in New York. And so initially, only lived in New York with George Washington and his wife. And then they moved the capital to Philadelphia. Right. Um, when they moved to Philadelphia, however, there were free blacks living in Philadelphia. So imagine how odd it is to be the property of someone and to exist in a place where you got to remember she was one of the favorites, so I'm sure she was able to kind of move about. Yep. And, she was able and to do, run errands and see alone. see and run errands and things like that, and to right. interact with these free black people in this place. Now, and this was in the height of the abolitionist movement. Right. In fact, while she was, while George Washington and Martha were going back and forth between Philly and their other home, and what was it? You said New York, right? Mm-hmm. Mount Vernon. So going between those two places, um, Philadelphia was was already working toward abolishing slavery. So, Pete, so they had- so listen. Yeah, that law, right? Yeah, that's what you about to talk about. Yep, this is what I wanted to make sure we <laughs> mentioned because this the legacy of George Washington is such is that he's he worked very hard to protect his um, legacy. He worked very hard to make sure that he was seen on the right side of this issue. Right, Philadelphia had a law. That said, any Black person that exists in this state or colony, whatever they were calling it at the time, for six months can then declare their freedom and receive it. So guess what uh, Good Sis George did? George Washington decides, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that none of my slaves spend more than six months at a time in right. Philadelphia with right. me. So he's st- he made very, very sure that he shuttled them back and forth. He would rotate slaves. So rotate none of them out. could ever claim residency in could Philly. They could ever claim residency and they could never petition for their freedom because they never were there legally. They could never received their freedom, right? So in the height of that, um, the Fugitive Slave Act was passed by mm-hmm. none other than the George Washington mm-hmm. um, which was basically the you know the start of what we now know as police forces. Um, and coming from that, I think maybe like three years later, uh, Oni finds out that she's going to be given as a gift to uh, Martha and George's granddaughter, Elizabeth Custis. Because initially they were going to be set free after Martha died, right? Right. Because George Washington, let's go back a little bit. George Washington married Martha. Martha was a wealthy widow and a lot older than George Washington. And he married her for her money, basically. Basically. That scumbag. Fuck boy. <laughs> like fuck boy. The ultimate fuck boy. Girl. Man, speaking, you know what, while we on this subject, so I saw something that disturbed me a little bit and I had this really good conversation with the king um, about how these women, these white women, and this is totally off topic y'all, sorry, oh well, um, <laughs> but it just made me think about that because I just, I remember thinking like, what a fuck boy, where this particular individual, and I'm not going to say his name, this particular individual before he was famous and rich, was always a hood nigga, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, dated dark-skinned black girls, dated black girls exclusively, I guess, I don't know, but definitely had been seen with black girls. And so he makes it big, um, was like, I found out about, he's one of my favorite artists. I love his older... Uh, like mixtape stuff. And I just recently seen some stuff of him in the media with this very little White girl. And I was kind of like, oh, dang, like this is like a tattoos in the face, dreadlocks type nigga, like, right? So I was just like, I wonder what oh, like I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. Can you perplexed. tell me who it is and then edit that shit out? I wasn't <laughs> upset. I wasn't perplexed. I was just like, hmm. I wonder what is it that makes like at what point like because my thing is if you supposed to be a real nigga right got it my thing is if you supposed to be a real ass nigga right like your mixtape like you got niggas in jail on your mixtape like. You don't know, like you pride yourself in loyalty, you pride yourself in realness. The fact that this bitch wouldn't have looked at you twice before you got your money doesn't disturb you. Like that's what I don't understand about these ball players, about these successful black men that would never date. Like if you was dating white bitches from broke to rich, okay fine, you got it. but. If you had only dated black women up until you got a little money, now all of a sudden these white women are looking at you, and you are gonna go get you a white girl instead of either a staying with the black chick that been down with your broke ass, or but B, isn't that isn't that like the typical like coming of age story, like <clears throat> and when the nerd home, the nerd who's like the girl. nerd who gets picked on all the time, the nerd who nobody pays attention to, whatever. All of a sudden, they become pretty, or they become like the big dude on campus by some, you know, miracle right, or and they whatever. Go after the unattainable, and then but they why get is into white a... the de- the more desirable for a black man? It's I, access, I man. I understand light skin. It's access. You want you a light skin, long hair, blush. Okay, whatever. Let's I'll bring it. Let's bring it. Bring full, well, let's bring it full circle back to George Washington. It's access, Martha, Martha's status, and her money gave him access that he otherwise wouldn't have had on his own. So that's It's what access. It's like having a white woman on your arm gives you access to shit that you didn't, You probably wouldn't have had access to before. True. It, you know, it just true. It is what it is. And also like those white so bitches ain't s- gonna look at you unless you got money. So here's the deal. Though. So you don't so have when, those choices when so you know you rocking see, with. When we see well off when we see successful Black women, and they go get them some white boys or some Jewish boys or Middle Eastern or whatever, you know that's a double standard. We can't be mad, right? It's a totally a double standard. Black we women can't, can't be mad with right? white people, with white men, but, but black understand. men can be with white women, and we understand. Like, oh, uh, that's a power play. We get mm-hmm. it. That boy, that boy just made a power move, right? But we can't look at a sister that went and found her a wealthy white man and be like, <laughs> "No, Girl, we sell out." Me. no, she I a will. sellout. I will fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all that. Fuck Get all that. coins, bitch. <laughs> Fuck all that. That's bullshit. But yeah, that's right. And just to bring it back around to where we were, I got off task a little bit. Mm-hmm. I I I'm just saying that it's, conversation. It's but that makes sense. That makes sense. And that's you know, that's a, a, a message, ladies. You know, white women don't marry for love. mm <sighs> White women don't marry for love. And Why they're not taught not- to either. Why should we? They not taught to accept anything less than what they were. But we supposed to I was talking to we supposed to be falling in love with a nigga potential. Girl. That's what we told to do. Yeah. And that's or, really interesting. Or we're taught to have our own so we don't have to depend on nobody. Right. We're not taught to, hey, hey, marry well. Right. <laughs> nobody says that to us. No, they don't. Nobody says Girls. you either going to be you either got to be independent super super independent or get you a man, you know, that got some but yeah, potential. If you look at um what is that that I just read this shit, probably a oh. meme or something. That's just like, you know, how is it that men use their wealth to attract women but call a woman a gold digger when she expressly says that that's what she's looking for? And on the flip side, a mm-hmm. woman Will use her body to attract men, but then complain that all niggas want a six. Mm-hmm. It's like it's that's what we're taught. We're taught there's that even solution. a double. <laughs> there's even a double standard for a woman who is a breadwinner who has the money, and she wants to use her money to buy whatever she wants, to buy a dude's affections. But that's yeah. not cool. She judged for that shit. I'm judging. No, see? I'm not. I'm playing. I don't give a fuck.
1: Like
0: see? Don't stand <laughs> it. Her. Girl, it ain't tricking if you got it. Basically. <laughs> oh, George Washington. We can't stand you. Um, Basically, so, we hate moving you. Moving on. <laughs> like, we hate you, George Washington. So, back. back Girl, mean, back I can't believe that boy. people actually... That people were actually surprised to learn that George Washington had slaves. Like, yeah, like this was a big fucking deal. People like like did not want to believe that Mr. Wooden Tooth, I can't tell a lie, fuck boy, would actually have slaves. Like it was a big ass He didn't deal. just have like, slaves. He they were doing these anthropological studies and and digging through the ruins of his house, and girl. the white man pulled up them cowrie shells and was like, "So what we have here?" <laughs> like, yo, them ain't from Virginia, Playboy. <laughs> devastated, devastated that this man owned slaves. I'm just like, like, he was white. Like, of course he had, and a prominent. Man. Of course he had slaves. Of yeah, course he that did. Shit, fucking. Stupid as hell, so anyway, so 1796, right, um, right, right, she right. finds out she's about to be given as a gift and sent back, not just given as a gift, but sent back to Virginia, oh, Virginia where she was born, the to be uh, property of Elizabeth Custis Law, Virginia, if mm-hmm. you did not know, Virginia was one of the most ruthless places. When it came to slave law. You do not want to go um, back down to the South. To be, yeah, like to be in Philly amongst free blacks all of this time and then to be told you getting sent to Virginia. You get back to, to Virginia, go be- you got no chance. So no what chance. did she say? Fuck all Fuck that. May Fuck May 21st, all 19, 19... Where are my 19s coming from? Girl. May 21st, <laughs> 1796 with the help of local free blacks, she got the fuck out of there. Yeah. <sighs> Man, oh, I read God. this article that said she just walked out. She, she literally fed them, the put door. them to bed, and walked out. <laughs> she just left. They just <laughs> left like, yeah, so I'm out. <laughs> Oh, like who gonna pop me? <laughs> who, gonna and, me knew, who gonna check me? Though? Who gonna check me? Like they did not, not know now, she was y'all because y'all sleep. So I <laughs> got up the next morning and she was gone. <laughs> Girl, got on the ship, got on a boat to New Hampshire. She sailed to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I'm sorry, I'm far away. She sailed to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Shortly thereafter, met and married uh, Joseph Staines, who's a sailor. They had three kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, here we are, you, George Washington's at home with Martha, and they're like, okay, fuck, what we going to do, what we going to do, what we going to do? do, we got to run away. He's George Washington, and like I said, because his legacy and, and, and where history remembers him being as far as slavery is concerned, was very important to him, so he couldn't, there were no posters, there was no public outcry, there was no public manhunt, this motherfucker Use they used their tax dollars. He sat down with the Secretary of Treasury and somebody else in, in his cabinet and decided like, look, there needs to be a manhunt, but it needs to be as quiet mm-hmm. and as secret as possible. He w- <laughs> but you need to bring her back home. <laughs> he hired a customs dude. Customs, that's what it Girl, was. Girl, co- he cooked Well, first of all, he cooked up this lie. That she had been she was, seduced and tricked she was by, some by some Frenchman, yeah. um, who whisked her away to like yes. to the north or something. Uh-huh, against uh-huh. her will she was you know she had she knew no better she just like, went with this oh french God, she man fucking loves it here like <laughs> <exhausting> <laughs> her, but you know she's a little slow and you know love love makes you do weird things Sometimes girl this is how he got the this is how he got the treasury secretary and this customs collector to go looking for right. Like, they thought they were doing a rescue mission right like, we're right going right to right. save <laughs> <laughs> yes because, because of a course slave the president can't be like did not like, leave against him the president oh, can't be like um can you go back and get my slave like mhm um she ran away i need you to go get my slave back but wait you're in philadelphia and we're not I'm doing that again yeah here's the thing george i ain't chasing no <laughs> fucking slaves in philly it's not happening so, Not going down. Good luck with that. You're gonna get your ass on the boat and go find it yourself. I don't know what to tell you. So yeah, that's very interesting. So he sends him on this mission, and of course, his customs agent finds her. hmm And yes. she said, she's like, What? That's that shit ain't happened. <laughs> Boy, stop. I know. I I ran. What? Like, go back. Look, I left. <laughs> I don't know what George told you, what, but I left. What? He said what? <laughs> what? Joseph, Joseph. Come listen to this. Come right, listen. Right. Say it again. That Frenchman again. don't what exist. Like? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking... Oh my God. Yeah, so clearly he after, he after she was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but we good over here, Playboy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Then there was um, another, I think, addition or adjustment, of course, because this is what white people do. This is when they started haggling. not allowing them to win. Haggling over her freedom. Right. So he decides (laughs) that, you know, now we would, as a part of this fugitive slave law, we would say that any fugitive slave who um, has children, their children belong to the master that they fleed from. Which of course, because you're playing about this lady, kids, caused her to write a letter. And mind you, I'm saying she wrote a letter. Guess what? Only did not know how to do until she ran away. Reading, or write. So she learns to read and write all on her own, or with the help of whomever was helping her while she was in hiding. And she sends a letter to her, um, George Washington. To George Washington. And she's like, "Hey, check this, Playboy. Um, say, 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 say. I'll come back. You just gotta leave my kids alone. Like, don't, don't come fucking with my babies. I'll come back if that's what you want." And, and George was like, Ooh. "And also, and also, if you set a spree when Martha dies, right? So That then was the there condition." Was this George pulled this classic white people shit. Oh, man, you know, those are the rules. Even though this bitch wrote the rules. You know, the rules are the rules, man. I can't really change them. There's nothing I wish... He was basically. Uh, I wish there was something I could do. (laughs) He was basically like, "I can't reward you for running away. Like, right? You ran away. You need to come back. Say that I own you and setting you free would basically be a reward for running away. So that's not gonna happen. Yeah. So So she was like, "Well, fuck it. Well, I guess I won't be coming back. And she along with her family, um, committed herself to living in the woods for the remainder of her life, off the grid, Um, and she succeeded. She outlived all of her children. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that was because of the conditions they lived in, Um, and so I imagine because it was the North, winters in the woods were probably difficult, especially for small children. Um, but it says she did outlive all She lived to like eighty something um, before she passed. But she died a free woman. No, she died a fugitive. She was free. I mean, technically she was free, but she hadn't been set free in the eyes of the law. She was still a fugitive, which is I mean, why that's she, she was got hiding. A law degree. But huh? in the eyes, I'm just saying, which is a why she was hiding a nigga her like whole life. <laughs> She was, I mean, she never came out of hiding. True. True. But yeah, she man. was still free. She, she didn't did. die a slave. She did not die a slave. Which no. seems to be a running um a running theme with a lot of the um, with these trill queens that are either suing for their freedom or running to their freedom. Then you, of course, you got the Harriet Tubman's and things like that, where it's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck how I get it. Right. I'm taking it. But I I want it. It's mine. They had to. Yeah. But imagine to think, and and this is trivial to even compare because it's not, but just think about people's everyday fucking lives and how people are living people, how we are living in these spaces and in these places where we are not happy, and we know that we deserve something more, we deserve something better, and we just won't go get it. When we have Trill Queens, we have ancestors like these that are like, bitch, by any means necessary, it's mine. Take it. Like, we got to get off our asses. And I'm saying we and our, because I am included in this number. We got to get off our asses and understand that whatever it is we want belongs to us. We just got to be willing to get it by any means necessary. So I tell people all the time don't be out here fronting and stunting and Hating on somebody that's going to shake her ass or sell her pussy if she got a goal in mind. She taking it. You mad? That bitch said by any means, necessary. I'm going to open this boutique. I'm going to sell these drawstring (laughs) I'm like, like, don't uh, get mad at her because she getting hers. (laughs) Do not get mad at her or try to shame her. She because she doing her. what you not brave enough to do, what you, you too lazy to do, and she went out and she got what the fuck she said was hers. You can't yeah. be mad. You can't be mad. Don't be mad. You sitting at home collecting them government checks. I mean, you can be mad, but why? It ain't gonna help you. Uh huh. <laughs> why waste your breath? It ain't going to help you. All that energy you spend in being mad, you could be taking yours. You could be going to get yours and figuring out how to get it. Get to the money, get to the education. Yeah, while you hating, look, you need to be studying, watching what she do. Watching what she do. Figuring how she out getting what up. moves she made, how she <laughs> did it—that's what you need to be doing. I hope why why you hating, I hope you watching close enough to figure it out. Girl, I don't dance shit. no more. I make money moves. Hey, hey. I don't gotta <laughs> dance. I make money, money moves. Uh. <laughs> That's right. God damn it. Ask I her how mad she at do that it. Shit at all. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, same thing go for you, you know, for you niggas too. Shit's the same way. You mad at old boy for whatever reason. If he went found him a Martha Washington, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Your boy went and got him a white girl and came up on them boys. I mean you might not be willing to taste the swine, but But you gotta be willing to get <laughs> up and get out, and get some, goddamn it, go get hey, it. Let that Shit. man, let that man get his powder puff. Let that man get his pop. Let that man dabble. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, fuck him. Don't be a hater. That's for goddamn sure. He out there getting it. He really? live downtown in a loft. You still <laughs> stay in projects? Fuck asshole. <laughs> Better ask if she got a sister, <laughs> a friend, her mama, truth, something. <laughs> truth. Truth. Get it how you live, god damn it. Fuck boys too. Whatever, Whatever you got, got, got to do, but yeah, so this was foolishness. I'm sleepy, <laughs> and that's probably why <laughs> I'm just tagging along for the ride here. The spirit of pity has taken over, I don't care. Um. <laughs> So yeah, this is definitely a, a very important message that we learn from And that you need to be willing to take it by any means necessary. Believe that something better exists for you. Why wow, does it sound like somebody's singing outside my window? Did you hear that? mm It was like, whoa, <laughs> it was like a hard sing. <laughs> I can't believe you don't hear that. No, I hear nothing, girl. Okay, we gotta end this project. I need to know what's going on outside. Somebody just said, "Hello." holla." I need to know what's happening outside, girl. Let's make you sure go. my car doors are locked. Check your so. neighborhood, girl. Huh? Yeah. I said, you better check that neighborhood. Right. Don't need make sure to. ain't nobody for real, for real outside your window. All right. Come on, let's do this, <laughs> girl. Maybe that's the TV, girl, but it's like it's coming out this window. Okay, I'm concerned. <laughs> Maybe anybody snapped outside. I love my neighbors. I need to need, need to make sure everybody all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, Sister Jenkins, baby, you got to go in the house. <laughs> it's late. Oh, man, this has been another episode of the True Queen Podcast. Thank you um, for listening. Thank, thank you, you for you. joining us again. If you have questions, comments, concerns, criticism, um, or you're just bored, you need somebody to write to, we write back. Um, sure. You can email us, um, trillqueenpodcast at gmail.com. Um, correct, correct. We are also taking your well Actually, if you feel like we got some information <laughs> wrong, there's something we left out, we should have spoke more about, etc., etc., etc. We will definitely listen to those as well. Um, thank you so much. We're also, you know what? We are taking your local ICU girl, so if you yeah. know somebody around your way, in your neighborhood, You want to celebrate them. You want to celebrate them. You want to give them a shout out and be like, I see you. Yeah, girl. girl. Um, definitely let us know right into the uh, show. True. Podcast at gmail.com. And that is all, folks. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Peace. Holla. <laughs> we did it, bitch.